Thanks for joining Walt and me today. My name is Brenda McCord. Each week, we look forward to sharing lessons from God's Word. This podcast, Walk with God, is part of our ministry, Discover God's Truth. We invite you to visit the website and subscribe at discovergodstruth.org, where you can grow and be encouraged in your personal walk with the Lord. We appreciate the outreach ministry of TheAwakeningWorldwide.com. Hi, friends. We're so glad that you've joined us for Walk with God. You know, this is now part of our new ministry, Discover God's Truth, and we're very excited about that. We offer pocket truths. We offer a devotional blog on Friday mornings, and we'd love for you to subscribe to Discover God's Truth dot org and just become part of a bigger family and a place where you can be encouraged through God's word and strengthened as you walk with God. And this week is actually an anniversary, I think, isn't it? Oh, you're right. It Thank was, you for, for reminding yeah, me. Three years wow. ago. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. And you know, it's, you thank you so much for saying that, Walt. I, I kind of just forgot the time, but we have, we've reached that milestone. We've been giving podcast lessons each week for three years as of February 17th. So that, that was a few days ago. But, um, yes, happy birthday to us happy. or anniversary or is it a celebration? I'm not sure. <laughs> but, we are, we're just privileged to be with you. We're so glad you listen. And we pray that even now our series in First Peter is one that's encouraging your heart. We want to just go back and summarize last week's lesson and this just hit the high points, but we're in chapter two now of First Peter and we see in verse four, Jesus Christ is the living stone. He was rejected, yet he was chosen and he is precious to who? To God the Father, to his Father. And then in verse six, we see Jesus is the cornerstone. Whoever believes will not be put to shame. Believing in Jesus Christ, you will not be put to shame. He will be your Savior through believing in him. And then in verse 7, Walt shared that Jesus is the rejected stone. You know, some will choose to reject Jesus as Savior. And while you shared that last week, that was especially the religious leaders during those three years of Jesus' earthly ministry. Right, and they would be judged because of that. And then in verse 8, we see that Jesus is the stumbling stone, that those who who reject him, who turn and walk away, they actually stumble spiritually over who Jesus is. How could this be? Some, some, it's too simple. Some, how could this man be who he says he is, the son of God? Um, and they will, in fact, face destruction. And so in this, we see the living stone, the cornerstone that Jesus is precious. He's valuable and he's chosen. And as I say those words, let's continue into verse nine, because you're going to hear some of those again. 
but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Yes, friends, we are chosen. We are chosen by God the Father. We are given the assignment of being the royal priesthood. And remember last week, if you listened, you can go back and listen to it again on our podcast. But, you know, anyone hearing this who was from a Jewish background would be thinking, well, I'm not from the tribe of Levi. How could this be for me? But no, we are now grafted in. We are part of now that royal priesthood. And then we're part of a holy nation. You know, Jesus Christ came and he put the world kind of in a tailspin, right? He, he said, no, we're, we're extending this to the Jews, but even going back to Simeon at the temple, we shared that back at Christmas time, but he said, this is a light to who the Gentiles, this one is coming to offer salvation to all people. Yeah. And even with that adopted and, and granted just great, um, privilege uh, what what wonderful phrases and wonderful words it would have just given the readers who are in places of persecution it would have just reminded them of their standing with god and before god and reminded them that even they might be going through some some difficult times they still have this amazing spiritual standing um, that's what the word of god teaches yeah and when we had talked about, uh, just even work through these verses, um, we looked back at Deuteronomy 7, Walt, um, verses 6 to 9, for you are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people. Why? Because the Lord loves you. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments. And this last phrase, to a thousand generations. In other words, when God makes a promise, he will keep his promise. And he does. And I love as this, as this passage continues, uh, verse 10 of 1 Peter chapter 2 says this. Uh, there's an allusion to an Old Testament prophet, Hosea. And if you haven't read Hosea recently, uh, Hosea and Amos are writing to the northern 10 tribes um, in Samaria is their capital. And, um, and he's writing them about God's judgment that's coming when the Assyrians are going to shortly thereafter wipe out the northern northern 10 tribes. And he writes this in verse 10, this allusion back to Hosea. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And and really that passage is going back to Hosea chapter 1 and Hosea chapter 2. In Hosea 1, um, there are two kids um, to Hosea and Gomer. And the one um, is weaned, and it's no low ruhama, which means no pity or no mercy, no compassion. And then a son is born, and they name him Lo Ami. You're not my people. And the passage says, and I'm not your God. And yet, even as these children are named, their names are named in judgment. 
God then gives hope through Hosea. He says, yes, yet the number of children of Israel will someday be like the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured or numbered. And in the place where it was said, you're not my people, it should be said of them, they are children of the living God. And then in chapter 2, he, he changes the name of those kids back from no mercy to you have God's mercy, from not my people to you are my people. That's the meaning of chosen from all eternity unto the, a thousand generations. You know, from our perspective, um, sometimes we feel like we're hopeless and helpless because we apart from the Lord, we're dead in our trespasses and sins. And yet from God's perspective, he extends mercy to us. He chooses us. He makes us his people and he calls us his own. And I love that imagery of chosen, a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession. Now, if that is true, and it is, and that's what Peter's challenging them, then how should we live today? Yeah, and as you're even camping there on those thoughts, you know, the thought of no mercy, the thought of of you are not my people coming from a holy and a righteous God, like where where else would we turn um, in just feeling uh, that sense of emptiness? Well, as you were talking through, I mean, the book of Hosea, we've talked about that being one of our future books that we want to walk through because it's so powerful. We have a God that's so rich in mercy and so um, just filled with love for us that he chooses us and, and turns in a merciful way, right? Yeah, and that's even uh, what reminds us, the very next verse. He's, all these images of, he, he even starts, you're my beloved. Right, and and he he's calling, and, and look at the, the opposites that are here in verse 11, Walt, as you say that. My beloved, I urge you as aliens and strangers. So beloved, why? Because we belong to God, because we're his chosen, but then I urge you as aliens and strangers. Why? We are aliens and we are strangers here in this world. I, you know, we love that old song, and we... we hum it and we sing the words, this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through, right? Yeah. And, and and really, we're waiting to get home home. I mean, real home. Right. Where we were created, where we see our Savior face to face, where we will be loved and loved better than we've ever been loved by anyone here on earth. And, and again, going back to that word beloved, where Peter, he's addressing his audience. These are his dear friends. We're bound together in Christ's love. And he's saying to them, you know, you've got this sincere love. Remember, we saw this at the end of chapter one, sincere love for your brothers, love one another deeply from your hearts. And so you are my beloved. We're brothers and sisters. But here in this world, we are aliens. We are strangers. And then he goes on and has a restatement from what we looked at last week from 2-1, but he's saying abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against your soul. It's There's a war going on, but he says, get rid of, in verse 1, get rid of the malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Why? Keep your behavior excellent among the Gentiles, the unbelievers. So as they look at your good deeds and they observe them, because friends, the world is watching us. 
we should live differently. They will know we are Christians by our love, our love for one another, our deeds. How do we act? What are our words? How do we treat one another? But how do we treat everyone? And that's going to come out in this passage today. The world is watching and they will notice your good deeds. And even as the section continues, there's a key theme that Peter's going to get into right now. And he's going to talk about who we should honor, who is an authority, and how do we relate to them, um, both in heaven, but here on earth. In verse 13, he continues, submit yourself for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether to a king as one who is in authority or to governors as sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and the praise of those who do right. Even as we move into this section about authority, this this sounds so much like um, the apostle um, Paul in, in Romans, where he writes this, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment, for rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad conduct. Would you have no fear the one who's in authority? Then do what is good, and you'll receive his approval. For if he is God's servant for your good, but if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. Um, we started off by saying um, this is an anniversary, and we now have, have, have taught for three years. But um, I'd, I'd like a head to heart and just reach out. We have people um, who listen in 59 different countries, and we, we won't go through the whole list, but it's such an encouragement. But because of that, and, and some of the countries where we know they are, uh, some of them have authorities over them that uh, – um, that have brutalized them. Some of them um, are afraid. We we know um, folks that that are afraid when they go to church. They don't know if their church will still be standing. Now, they have people around them that that are um, um, in danger of harming them. Not because they're doing terrible things or bad things. They're doing good things. And so we need to pray for those who have authority over us, and we need to ask God, God, would you protect them? Would you protect the, the people that are listening to this in all these countries, including ones where they're in danger just for being a believer? Help them to have conduct that that is um, free from judgment and, and, and have good con- conduct. Lord, I just, um, even as a head to heart, I pray that. Um, and this section is challenging that. Uh, you know, Brenda, even as you continue on, God wants us to live differently. We've said that so many times in this passage, and that's what Peter is saying. Live differently. The world is watching. Yeah, and as you're saying that, Peter now, once he's continuing, he's adding on to those verses you just shared, such as the will of God, that by doing right, you may silence the ignorance of foolish men. You know, again, from that head to heart, Walt, we're bringing our behavior, our actions before the Lord and asking him to work in the heart of the rulers and those in leadership over us, right? That we would act as free men. Do not use your freedom as a covering for evil, but use it as bond slaves of God. What's that? That's servants, right? That we would be servants of God doing what he's calling us to do. Do the will of God. Honor all people. Here he goes again. Love the brotherhood. Here's, pa- Here's Peter once again. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. 
honor the king. And so Christ has told us, you know the truth, the truth will set you free. And he said, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin, but you will become free if you come to the truth. Who's the truth? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life in John 14. Peter's summary for believers here in these couple of verses, 15 to 17, show proper respect to everyone. Recognize the value of each person. I was just talking to a woman today. She does not know Jesus as her personal savior. I've had numerous conversations with her, but I believe she's a seeker. And she made a statement this morning to me. You know, I believe people are made in the image of God. I, I just about fell on the floor when she said that, but yeah. but I just started praying. I'm like, Lord, you are working. There are seeds in her heart. Then he says, love the brotherhood. Why? Because we're members of the body of Christ. We are brothers and sisters. We are chosen. God has called us. Number three, he says, fear God. That's that reverential awe that Peter talked about back in chapter one. Not that that we're fearful that God's going to strike us with lightning or punish us in a wicked way, but that reverential awe because he is the almighty God of heaven, the creator of heaven and earth. But he says in number four, honor the king, honor your leaders, Why? Because that's the right thing to do. We can trust God because he's sovereign. And we're to honor um, our leaders. We're to listen to them. We're we're to to submit to them right up until the point where they say, you you must um, do sin. You must not follow what the the word of God teaches. And we know from the book of Acts, chapter 5, verse 29, uh, the apostles there are saying, we must obey God rather than men. If, if, if something goes against both your conscience and the word of God, you can't do it. I can't do it. I, but I need God's wisdom. I need God's wisdom. Again, you do too. And so many of you, wherever you're living, you need the wisdom of God to know when to stand and when to fear God and say, I'm going to follow him, um, even if it leads to death. And um, I know that's a kind of a heavy word, even as we close our, our time together today. But I, I want to just pray for us and, and pray for you, our listeners, wherever you are. Uh, Father God, I'm just even I've seen that list of the, the 59 countries uh, where people listen to this podcast. And um, thank you that this this podcast that began so small and in one little place in Pennsylvania has, has grown, and that's of you, um, God, for the men, for the women, for the boys and girls uh, that are listening in hard places, um, that are concerned, um, that they are sometimes even wondering if they're in danger. Lord, would you watch over your church? Lord, I thank you that the gates of hell will never will never be able to overcome, will never be able to destroy the church. You have a plan, and you will bring that plan to, to, to your purposes. But God, I also thank you that you've adopted us, that we're beloved, that, w- that we're now your people, that we've received mercy. Lord, all of that, Peter's reminding them, hang in there, do what's right. God has you. God's got this. 
So, Father God, I just pray for the the believers, uh, wherever they are, that they would walk well with you day by day. They wouldn't run ahead. They wouldn't lag behind. They would walk closely with God. And, Lord, until you return or until you call them home, may they trust you. May we trust you. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Thank you for listening to this lesson from God's Word. Walk with God is part of the teaching ministry of Discover God's Truth. Visit our website at discovergodstruth.org. We appreciate the outreach ministry of theawakeningworldwide.com.